0: Thanks for joining us at the Simple Life Vibes podcast, the place where we share and celebrate amazing stories of people on a journey to live the simple life. In our words, the good life. Whether you live in the country, the city, or the burbs, we hope you walk away with inspiration to take the next step towards your own simple life. Without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Okay, so Kelsey, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Um, Super excited to have you and have you share a little bit about your lifestyle and how you make your lifestyle and your business work. Um, Would you mind just give us a little bit of context? Who are you and what are you all about?
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm super excited for you to have a podcast. Super excited. So my name is Kelsey. I am a musician, singer-songwriter. I'm also a digital nomad, happiness enthusiast, and travel junkie. I loved travel. I was road schooled growing up, so I'm very big into the RV community. I lived in an RV for six years with my family growing up on the road. My parents just dropped me off at college, and they just moved to Florida. (laughs) Because, of course, they can. You know, RVers. So I... Got a degree in e-commerce, and I have since dabbled in lots of different businesses, serial, mini, I see mini entrepreneur, because I like to start lots of little businesses, and then like when one finally sticks, I'll run with that one. So right now, I am currently a podcast producer and Pinterest consultant on the road, and I do a lot of traveling. So I work from the road. I pretty much work anywhere I can get really solid internet. So that might be my parents' house, where I am right now, or it might be the wing stop in the town where my grandparents live in the middle of nowhere, and that's the only like, place where I can get solid internet connection. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. Wow. That's awesome. So your lifestyle is a little bit different than what probably the typical American thinks of. But it seems like you really enjoy it. So, and I have so much fun watching all of your adventures from afar. Thank yeah. <laughs> you. And so how so you got into doing this mainly because your parents kind of,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, decided, hey, we're gonna live out of an RV for six years and you're gonna join us? or was there something else that pushed you into this nomadic lifestyle?
1: I would say that that had a huge impact, but, but not exactly, exactly for, for the reasons that you would think so because, I would think, okay, if someone grew up that way, obviously that is why. But I think that my transition was because we my family did not come from a family of our RVers, quote unquote. It wasn't really as much of a thing back then. It's pretty popular now, especially with Instagram. Like Instagram has just exploded this whole world. But my family, we had done a couple different moves when I was younger and like we would we packed up our whole life moved to Arkansas from Texas for 13 months, and then moved back. And we were supposed to be there forever. And it was just, we had so much stuff. My dad was into fixing up muscle cars, my mom was an interior designer, and I had like this huge playhouse that my mom had built me. And we just had so much stuff. And it was just so much to move. So when I was 11, And I'm all settled into my elementary school and I'm, I'm just getting out of everything about to go into middle school. I'm like, I got, I got my plans, Valerie. I was going to be on the basketball team. I was going to be an honor student. I was going to be a, maybe those were the only two things. I, I guess I didn't have that many plans, but I knew where I was going to middle school and had my friend group. And my parents said, well, you know, your, your brothers are in college now. We just had, they were so much older than me. And they said, well, your dad is working. He was working remotely. So he would, not remotely. He would, he would fly every Monday and then come back every Friday to California. Okay. He couldn't work remotely. And so he was away so much of my childhood. So when, when I was 11, my parents said, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to sell the house, all of our worldly possessions. We're going to buy an RV. You're going to sleep on a couch and be homeschooled. And I was like, do I really have a choice in this? They're like, not really. So there wasn't really much I could do. So you just kind of have to go with the flow. Yeah. And I feel like the whole time we were on the road, I did enjoy it, but we didn't have anyone else to really look to. So a lot of the time I would just be sitting there with my homeschooling program and I I did a self-taught method. So from seventh grade to 11th grade, and then I, I skipped 12th grade. I taught myself every Every subject gave myself exams looking back and like, why, why did I I give myself tests? I could have just given given myself A's, (laughs) but I I guess that, that shows my motivation motivation, or my, my fear of what would have happened if my parents found out. So so either way, yeah, (laughs) it shows some character, but (laughs) I I spent so much time like trying to like hold myself accountable to other normal kids in normal school. And my parents, we didn't know what else to kind of compare me to. So I spent a lot of time working on school and trying to get into college and trying to be normal like everyone else when I just, I wasn't. This lifestyle is not normal. And that's that's what's great about it. And so I, when I went to college, I I – like double compensated for everything I I said well because I was homeschooled I have to work harder because I didn't have a GPA going in I didn't have any credit so I was coming in behind everyone else who was ahead already I ended up still graduating on time within a whole semester's worth of extra classes because I I, I I thought I wanted to be a marsupial geneticist going into college and that's found out that's not actually like a thing you know working on like kangaroos and such genetics and it's not really it's not really i think it, it might be, be a job but it was, was very, very very limited, limited. So, so i switched to really e-commerce a few
0: parts of the world very um, very
1: select parts of the world <laughs> and also i found out the science was not really good suit for my personality i didn't want to be in a lab all day and yeah. i really i just i spent so much time in college and and afterwards i got this really great job And I I think it finally hit me when I got into my job and I'm like, wow, I got a really great job. I I have a good salary. I have an apartment. I have everything that I ever thought that I should have. And I am completely miserable because this isn't me. This isn't who I want to be. I don't want to go to a job nine to five. I don't want to be told that I can't take a break. I don't want to be tracked every minute of the day. Like I had to go to the bathroom when I wanted a break. It's not like they were, you know, like they weren't necessarily tracking everything I was doing, but I worked for an agency and we were billable, which is ironic that now I kind of in my own agency, but I don't have to, when I can take a break whenever I want to, I just won't get paid. That's so. <laughs> true. So that's kind of how I kind of got into that. I, I'm, I had talked to my dad about going to grad school, Mm -hmm. and grad school was a very convenient way to kind of start changing my lifestyle, and since then, I have started working for myself through the help of some of my friends, and learning about podcast production, and then teaching myself everything about Pinterest that I could get my hands on, and that kind of just led me to today, and I've been officially running my own freelancing for a year now.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. So, yeah. you talked about uh, your your family having a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember what that process was like of kind of paring down to go all the way down to an RV? I
1: I, like, I do a bit.
0: Were there a lot of I, fights, a lot of tears, or what I, was it like?
1: There were some on my end because, because I was not so old enough to necessarily to decide what I, I got, got to keep. I, I'm, I'm sure my parents, parents remember this very differently. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I I remember specifically I had a Hot Wheels collection. Okay. And this is really important to me because my dad would drag me to these, like, car swap meets to look for car parts. And if I was good, every time I went, I would either get a Hot Wheels car or a Beanie Baby. And I had a huge collection of both. Oh, my gosh. And my entire Hot Wheels collection got sold in a garage sale for $10. Oh. Like, someday if I have a little boy... I will have to buy him all new Hot Wheels. I mean, that's not bad. That's (laughs) not a bad thing. But it is that thing where I I don't remember in my... I remember that because that was more what I chose to remember. What I probably don't remember is maybe my mom saying, which would you like to keep? You can only keep one. And I was upset that I didn't get to keep both of them. Yeah. Probably more what happened. But I remember we were supposed to move out of our house on a certain day. And the people who were buying the house loved it so much. They wanted to get in there immediately. And so we had to move out two weeks early and we just moved into a hotel. And the three of us were just sitting there thinking, what have we done? We didn't have an RV yet. We were like literally homeless. And I'm, I'm 11. I'm supposed to be homeschooled. All of my friends have moved on at this point. As soon as I said I was moving, they're like, bye, we're we're going to middle school. And and to make it worse, my parents, they, they, they put me in an acting camp for two weeks and I'm just like, I don't have a home and you want me to go to a musical theater camp right now? <laughs> oh man. So it was, it was definitely an emotional time. I, de- I remember going, having to pair through everything and the most emotional part of it was my playhouse. I had this amazing playhouse that my mom had built for me by hand when I was around two years old. She asked my dad if she could build it, and he said no. And so when he was out of town, she built it anyways. And it was beautiful. It was this beautiful little 90s style cottage with just, it was so 90s, so, so wonderful. And we couldn't keep it. I really wanted to put it in storage, and they said that it was too much. They didn't know how long we'd be on the road, and so they sold it. And they, and they gave, gave me the money, money for, it, for it, so that's what started my life savings. So I'm grateful, grateful for that, but, but also it, it was very sad. sad. Mm-hmm. like downsizing definitely comes with some some sacrifices.
0: Wow. So you still live kind of on the road these days. Hmm. How how do you make it work? Like, do you have any practical tips of someone that's like trying to live simply? Because when you live out of a trailer. An RV, a CRV, like
1: a suitcase, a suitcase. Well, yeah.
0: You have to be very simple. You have to have, you have to be very ruthless in what you keep and what you don't. So, how do you make that work?
1: Yeah, I would say that I, I've definitely I've been going through that right now because I am currently in the process of. Earlier this year, I did try out living out of a minivan. And it was a huge change for me because I'd never lived in something so small. I mean, my parents have a truck camper, but you still have your Blu-ray and your shower and your toilet and stove and everything. So you're still kind of glamping. And that's what I'm used to. So being in a car where every moment I had had to be so present, I didn't exactly even know where the next bathroom stop would be, which is, is very good for staying in the moment, I will say. It was a good experience. But I, I had to be so careful with everything that I bought. And because i I was not allowed to buy things as a child because we lived in the RV, I feel like I have a really bad shopping problem now because I'm in my, I think in my subconscious, I'll, I'll, I just tell myself, you you earned this. Yeah, whatever it is, you earned it. So having to pare down now, I think that experience this year was really good for me to try to understand okay what do I really need so every time I buy something I try to think about okay if it's close do I really need this second do I love it if I if I need it but I don't love it I might want to reconsider why do I actually need it if I love it but don't need it I need to consider all right well what else is going to go so I can keep it also if, if it's practical because yeah. in cold, I was in in the minivan in cold weather. So my new favorite thing was fleece-lined leggings <laughs> and and hiking boots. I have never just worn hiking boots every day, but they were like, the best thing ever. That's awesome. And wool socks, wool socks. So just keep you. You, you kind of start to, to get back down to down the, the basics, basics of, of <laughs> okay, what's actually practical. And it, it's hard for me to spend money on like you know your your stable items the ones that you you want in every wardrobe yeah and wool socks for me were a little bit hard to invest in because i really like to get good deals and wool socks are expensive but they're worth their weight in gold i will say so i mean especially now i'm actually going through the process of downsizing again because i want to be able to fit in my little honda crv for adventures oh my gosh and so I'm really having to go through, I mean, I'm going to keep other stuff. I do have a ton of craft supplies. It's very small. But one thing that I will say about my my CRD renovation that I've done, I I could have built a platform and put storage underneath the bed, but I had to think about, okay, what is most important to me on the road? On the road, comfort. And being able able to to continue continue being on the road. And that means I I need need to be comfortable. I need to have a comfortable comfortable working environment. Hmm. And in the van, it had such a high platform. You You couldn't, couldn't I couldn't even sit up. And And I'm not, I'm a tiny person. So with the CRV, I have it. So there's no platform. So So it it just just has like like a really really comfy foam mat, like mattress that we created. And And then then I I can can sit up. My mom and I took a trip in it. We were doing yoga in my CRV. Wow, it was. I mean, it was. We were we were kind of touching. We'd be like, all right, lean to the left, <laughs> lean to the right. You know, we had to do a little synchronization there. But it has a. We have a porta potty in there. I have a cooler. I have colored lights. Wow. I have this, and I have window screens, and it's got pretty much everything you need. You just have to really think about. Okay, what do I need to actually survive for one, and then what do I want to make this enjoyable? Because you have your different levels there, and I've had to look at, okay, so if I have this dress, I really like this dress, have I worn it for one? Okay, if I haven't worn it in a while, maybe I don't need it. If I also don't have much that goes with it, that's another thing. Also, one thing I've really had to look at is I, have, I had a ton of clothes that you needed like a tank top underneath, uh-huh. and that adds an extra layer, and it adds more laundry, yeah. Also, also, if it's, it's hot outside, that's an extra layer that, that you have to wear, then it it's not fun. So, so I've looked through, through all my, my clothes. clothes. Also, another thing is what kind <laughs> of material are your clothes? Because my mom looked through all my stuff and she said, you have hardly any cotton in your entire wardrobe. And so especially if you're going to be in a car and you don't know where your next shower is going to be, you want to have the cleanest clothes that you can. So having clothes that you can clean easily, or clothes that can be cleaned. May, they can maybe go a day or two without being cleaned. I know it was—it was a really weird experience for me to not wash my clothes every day or to not shower every single day. So I think it's definitely just like making sure that you're you're taking care of, you feel clean, and all of that. But as far as as downsizing outside of clothes and things like that. I have hobbies that take up a lot of space. And I can't take them with me. Like knitting. In the room I'm in right now, there are two cabinets full of yarn. And they're beautiful. And I would hate to get rid of them. So if I were to keep something, I'd probably keep those in a storage unit somewhere or somewhere. But one thing that I have thought about is, okay, how can I take... Like, if I love to craft, how can I kind of downsize that into something that I could take with me? So... I love to paper craft. Paper crafting takes up a ton of space. You need stickers and embellishments and cards and papers and stamps and inks and all kinds of things. So one thing that I thought about is, okay, I love making things. So one, I love to color. So I can take coloring supplies with me anywhere I go. I can also do origami. That's a paper craft. So I'm trying to experiment with... Okay, let's try us. – let's think about this thing that I love that does maybe take up a lot of space. Can I think about it in a different way where I don't have to take up so much space and I can still get enjoyment from it?
0: That's great.
1: So that's kind of the, the mentality I'm thinking about right now.
0: <laughs> All right. So you also run a business. You
1: mm-hmm.
0: edit and produce podcasts for other people as well as your own. And you do this all from the road, correct? Yes. So tell us a little bit about how you make it work. Because uh, I'm sure internet is not always reliable. What is not. Power <laughs> sources are not always reliable. Like, how do you make Fair that enough. work uh, when you're on the road?
1: So, okay. My, my dad is very much practical. Always be prepared. Always have a backup. Always have a backup to your backup. So on the road... I have had several situations where I, my internet has gone out, my backup internet has gone out, my laptop is dying, my phone is dying, and I don't have service, I don't have a, a plug to charge something in. So, one thing that I always try to carry is a backup battery for my phone, So, and then I also usually have one for my laptop. And it can power the phone or it can power other devices. Like Like I have USB fans in my car and and it can plug plug right into there. So always having some kind of device to be able to charge helps a lot. Okay. And then having backup options for Wi-Fi. So my dad has a little Verizon Wi-Fi and it just has like a gig on it. It's my backup to my backup to my backup. I'll sometimes borrow it from him. And if you can get one of those really awesome grandfathered unlimited plans from somewhere, I mean, that would be number one option because it's awesome. But what I usually try to do is I'll try to get Wi-Fi wherever I am from whatever, if I'm staying at a family's home or if I'm staying at an Airbnb or if I'm at some hotels are not usually the best place to to get internet. RV parks certainly are not good for internet, so you always have to have your own. Usually what I will try to do, if I'm staying with someone who does not have good internet or I need to get out, I'll go to a public place that has Wi-Fi. And I'll go to a coffee shop is usually a good place. Also, a uh, Barnes & Noble is my favorite place to go. Because the Starbucks is not nearly as busy as the normal Starbucks. There's plugs, there's books... There's food, I mean, it's it's got all, and, and a really nice bathroom, and there's never a line. It's a fantastic place to go. And then also, if you kind of are in a pinch, you can go to restaurants. Like, I went to Wingstop a couple weeks ago. I was staying with my grandparents, and I could not get internet anywhere in their town. Like, the entire town was down for internet. And I couldn't get it on my phone. Because the cell towers were over, just completely overloaded. And I couldn't get it at their house. I couldn't get it at the coffee shop I went to. And so I I was like, all right, I'm going to park outside of different restaurants until I get enough speed to upload these audio files. And I finally went to Wingstop. And I was like, all right, they get my lunch money then because they have the best internet. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So with all of that, just kind of having a backup plan. And I use my phone. Whenever possible. We technically have an unlimited plan. But I know after a certain point they will throttle you. And I upload a lot of large files. So I try to avoid using that when I can. And anything that I have to do, I try to stay offline. Like if there is a software that you use and it's an online-only software, see if they have a downloadable version. I just discovered that my leveling software for producing podcasts Mm -hmm. has an offline version. And it changed my life. Wow. Because that is the th- that website, my phone would never work on that website. It would be like, oh, no, can't find it. Because it would just know, you're going to process a lot of audio here, and that's going to take a lot of bandwidth, and we're not going to let you use it.
0: Wow. That's such a great piece of advice. Wow. So speaking of advice, um, if you could give any piece of advice to somebody who's wanting to start doing this digital nomad lifestyle, whether it's you know, working from the road or just plain living from the road,
1: um, what would you tell people? I would say to think about what kind of lifestyle you'd like to live because there are so many different ways to be a digital nomad and there are also a lot of ways to work remotely. I mean, you can work for an employer and work remotely. You can work for yourself and work remotely. So think about, okay, do you want to be moving all the time? Are you going to be moving, you know, not very often? then you're probably going to have a lot more opportunity to be able to keep up with your work and find Internet. And then once you kind of figure that out, think about, okay, what are my Wi-Fi options? And also for my computer, you want to make sure you have a backup. And also, if you're going to be a digital nomad, you probably want to make sure that if you have a computer, if you have, like, say, a MacBook, think about how far you are from a, a place where you could buy another one. If something were to happen, having insurance on that, because I run a daily podcast for one of my clients and if my laptop were to go and we're only up to the day before, I better get me to an Apple store and get a new one. So you got to make sure that you're on. I mean, you're living in the moment, but you also got to just, I mean, to make yourself not like traveling should be fun living and working remotely or even just putting more travel in your life should be fun. So just kind of having some of these things prepared beforehand can just make your life a lot easier.
0: That's such great advice. I love the thought of like, gosh, like what happens if your device goes down? I mean, cell phone, tablet, uh, computer, either any of these, it's such an important thing to keep in mind and to be prepared
1: in case it does. Yeah, exactly, exactly. because it's not, not it, it's, it's not, not that I I, I'm, I, I try, try to be a very, very positive person. person I like to, I like to believe, believe that, that everything will work out fine, fine but it's also, also kind of part of that, that mindset that okay something went wrong now what what, what, what do, we do? do we do so trying to keep that everything's going to be okay I just I need to what do I do, I do now yeah. it's going to be plan fine B? yeah
0: that's great now if you were to go back and do one thing differently what would you do
1: I would say that I would have tried to enjoy living in an RV more in my childhood because I just didn't – I didn't realize what we had. And I also didn't have to pay for anything. And that would have been awesome to really just been like, hey, we should go do this experience and this experience and this experience. And we should go just, let's not do this subject today. Let's go actually go to the museum and do it. And I did some of that. But if I had done more, like I think that's why – I want to live that road school lifestyle so much now because I didn't fully live it then, but even if I did, I probably want to live it now.
0: Yeah. I think that's good advice for us, whether we live in an RV or whether we're living in a home or, you know, in a log home, but like, <laughs> there are moments that we need to savor. And I think all of us could really take that advice to heart. So thank you. Absolutely. So, okay, so as we wrap up, I like to ask a bunch of just fun questions just to get to know you as a person a little bit better. So, okay. um, what is one of the strangest jobs that you have had in the past <laughs> that you've been paying um, real live money
1: for? Uh, well, okay. okay, money, let's see. Or trade. Well, I, or trade. Trade, okay, okay. okay. One, one of my – I I would say probably one of the strangest but also fun was that I was the Chick-fil-A cow. I was the baby cow when I was in high school because I wasn't tall enough to be the real cow. So I was the baby cow and they paid me in uh, Chick-fil-A coupons, which I think was actually more than minimum wage. So I was pretty excited about it.
0: That is perhaps one of the most interesting answers I've ever gotten to that question.
1: (laughs) I love that. (laughs)
0: All right. So, um, next question is, um, what do you like to do on a rainy day?
1: On a rainy day? Uh, I love to read or watch like a movie marathon. My favorite go-to would be Harry Potter.
0: Nice. That's not a bad option on a rainy day. Yeah. Um, okay. And then if you were going to eat only one food or one type of food for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: And it doesn't matter if it's healthy or not.
0: Nope. <laughs> Mine would I'd probably. Be healthy. Say,
1: okay, my I would probably say mashed potatoes.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: But that's they have to be you, like, like buttered, buttered mashed potatoes. Sure,
0: sure. <laughs> I mean, because what a regular potato? How how tasty yeah, is that? Yeah.
1: How, what <laughs> would yours be?
0: Probably pizza. Mmm. Yeah. I'm a. It'd be somewhere between pizza and chocolate. Both mm. both healthy options too, right? Very healthy. <laughs> Well, good. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast today and just sharing so much about your story and your adventures and just your insights from living on the road and running a business on the road. And I know that we could probably have talked for hours and hours and hours. (laughs) So I will make sure that in the show notes that we've got some great links over to your podcast and your website so that people can check it out more, follow you and get to know you more. Thanks so much, Kelsey.
1: Thank you.